are small but mighty, right? 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 Well, Pastor Eric, as you notice, he's not here tonight. He had a little tooth pulled, and he is not feeling so whoopy. So just we pray healing over him. The headache has to go. The tooth pain, the, well, I should say the extraction site has to be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight's going to be a little different. I told him, I said, you know what? You just stay home. You get healed, and we're going to worship the Lord. And tonight, after, after a while of worship, I'll, I'll kind of open the mic up, and you can share. Any of you can share what God is speaking to you through worship. And so we're just going to, it's going to be kind of a prophetic worship night, and we'll just see what God does, because he's good, and he's good all the time. So let's worship the Lord. If you, if you have any offering, we're not going to stop for it, so you can just put it in the basket. <laughs> Shout. 
I raise a high. 
song during practice just shortly before service. I, I heard this statement that I've, I've heard before and just kept going over and over in my spirit. Promote what you love instead of bash what you hate. Promote what you love instead of bash what you hate. What if we just focused on exalting the name of Jesus? Because there are plenty of things that upset me, that I see in the news, that I see on social media, that I want to combat, <laughs> I want to tell them what I think. And I think, how can you think that? I mean, this is wrong and that is wrong. But what if we made it our focus and our intention to solely exalt the name of Jesus? If we promoted what we loved,
experience with God can change everything. One word from Him can take the worst time of your life and turn it all around. But you have to be in a position to receive that word. Lessons that I've been learning lately. In our Sunday school class, we did a unit on the spirits that are attacking this world, on Leviathan and Python and Jezebel. And those things ran right up in my face. I, I think I had a head knowledge of them, but I didn't have that heart knowledge until they came right up on my front porch. Tom used to say, he says, I have to stay prayed up because I don't know which of those goons is going to walk into my house this week. And I thought, God, I'm in this all alone. And he said, have you put yourself in a position to get help? And we called Eric and Shelley. We said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We'd just been through a terrible calamity. I had Debbie Brawley tell me, that's not you. That's not you. What's going on? And I told Eric and Shelly at their house, sitting at their kitchen table, I'm fighting this all by myself. And they said, why? Why? Why didn't you come and tell us? And I got to sit in the prayer chair that night as they surrounded me. And they prayed and they joined with me. And the next morning, Tom and I both woke up to music in our house. I can't tell you where from, but there was music in our house. And those thugs didn't dare show up again. And I was able to make it right with some people. I was driving down the highway on the way to Oklahoma City. I've always got a book plugged in or a podcast plugged in. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, turn that off. I said, what? He said, turn that off. And I did. And the Spirit of God began to minister to me and answering questions that I'd had on the parking lot forever. You have to put yourself in a position to receive. Amen. You have to find the quiet place, the secret place to receive. I told Tom one morning, I said, Tom, I always get these wonderful downloads in the shower. It's so weird. That's where God met me. Again this morning, he said, Linda, it's the only place you're quiet. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you've got to find that secret place. And one word, one word heard in that secret place can turn everything around and make it different. Well, if no one else has anything... I know my mom does. <laughs> and the really awesome thing is, God just lined it up, didn't he? I think about Tatum and she was like, just, just one encounter. One encounter of his presence. And then Linda says, just that getting alone and listening. So you can be seated. You can, do you want her to just to play in the background? You can play. You guys can sit there, hang out, come over here, whatever you want to do. You know, my mom's the queen of encounters. So there's no one better to speak on the encounters of the Lord than someone that has experienced his presence. I don't really know where to begin. So last night I was reading about testimony and I've never paid much attention to testimony. Sorry God, I haven't. But he really 
nailed me. So yes, I've had encounters. I had encounters for almost a year. And uh, it wasn't every day. But I didn't really know what was going on. Because it was quite a while ago and I wasn't reading anything about it and I was thinking, Lord, what are we doing? So, at any point, I brought a couple of encounters. You see, I've, I'm putting them in a book. And it should have been done a long time ago. <laughs> because I wrote the encounters as they were having, as I was having them. And that worried me too, because I thought, how can I do this? Now I know my spirit was gone, but I was there and I was writing every word. And I can go back and listen to him and I, or look at them and I think, he used such good words. It wasn't me, it was him. But this is, is one. He said, Actually, I said, come, Holy Spirit. I always started out by just worshiping God. You know what? There's just something that happens when you get quiet and you come just for him. He'll meet you there. So I, I just, I'm going to shorten this. I just said, come, Holy Spirit. I call to you and you answer me and you show me great and mighty things I do not know. And he said, I've been here all the time. I awakened you. I have much to show you, to tell you, to cause you to understand. I could send a chariot for you or an eagle to fly on eagle's wings or an angel to transport you. But instead I say, take my hand, and here we go. Off and away, we just move off the earth into the atmosphere. I'm still wearing my nightie, and he says it's okay. Because he wants to clothe me with glory, like Adam and Eve wore before the fall. Is that light or clothing or what? You know, I always was full questions. And they were just simple. And he said, it's liquid light. Yet it never joins. So it moves all the time. So when you move, it does not restrain you. But it flows with your every move. Remember Moses' face after he had been with me? Yes, Lord. That was my glory. It is light and power and anointing all mixed together. Makes a covering, whether on your face or your whole body. My glory is the finest in fashion. No two are the same, yet they look the same. They are your glory covering made up of all the gifts I've given you. All the impartations, all the oil drops and anointings to function, all the past and present and future spiritual experiences with me. That's why they're all different. You think of my glory as being yellow or gold, but it's all colors 
And whatever I want at a certain time is the color you wear then. Here is your glory robe. I've made it for you. It will cause access to heavenly doors. See the door ahead? It is shut tight. Touch it. See, it opened. Light is pouring out from this room. What is this room, Lord? It's my glory room. As you sit in my glory, wearing my glory, it saturates you to your very core. Sit here on this burgundy sofa in a golden room of glory and let it ooze into you. It seemed as though he began to open my pores and the glory was going inside me. It seemed to trickle like in my veins because I was feeling it travel inside me. As I sit here, the entire room changes color from gold to blue, then white and burgundy. Sofa is the only thing in this room besides me. Now it turns red and purple and orange and green. I'm noticing this sofa looks different in all those different colors. He says, you look different depending on your color for the day. Ask of me the color I want you to wear each day and you'll move into a supernatural realm easily, off and on during each day as you obey. God, then what's my color for today? It's blue, all shades of blue, for all kinds of revelation. I said, thank you. And I said, where is everyone? He said, revelation comes in the secret, quiet place. You are alone to receive. Open your mouth as I pour. Now, I'm on a sea of blue, lying flat on my back with my mouth open as I'm being filled. And every now and then, an angel grabs me and takes me to the bottom of the blue sea. And I'm totally at peace and receiving. Then he takes me back to the top, and I lay on my back and float. You know, I experienced everything I'm telling you. It was like I was there. I was there. Then I look and the blue sea is gone and I'm floating on my back in the air. It's like a magnetic pull is pulling me. I'm on top of a high, high place in a tall, narrow cubicle. I push the wall walls down and I dive into nothingness. When I dive, I open my eyes to the throne room. It's loud like clanging cymbals and lightning and thunder. Lightning hits me right in my stomach. I double over and then realize it was a power shot. Suddenly, I'm so strong and so changed. Another lightning bolt and I'm flattened to the floor. I lay there and slowly pick myself up. And this time, it hit my feet and knocked them out from under me. Oh, here comes another one. It hits my head, and it's as though it explodes and travels to every part of me. Three lightning bolts, and I'm undone. He says, there are more for you, but that's enough for now. Take my hand. He leads me to a huge angel, maybe 20 feet tall. He puts my hand in his, and we immediately move out into the space, the dark space, then light, then dark, then mist, then clouds, then sun, then light, then blue sky, then fields, cities, houses, then my front door. He waves to me as he goes, and my front door opens. I step in. 
and I am home with my mind and body, spirit, soul whirling with this experience. I cannot see my glory clothing, but today I'm blue. That's the color of my glory clothing for today. Thank you, Lord, for this experience. mentioned the testimony and then I got off of it but I have a little prophetic word time to draw close to me time to advance and stop retreating time to get back your joy let my joy flow through you and out to others your joy is what makes you different than others People can tell when you are in peace or chaos, and they know when you are sad or joyful. My love is embedded in my joy, so let it flow. Those who won't attend church can't, can participate in your joy, which comes from me, and they will experience my love with it. My people, you are my church. Let others know my joy and my love. And so this other, no two encounters are ever the same. So I start out and I said, I slept in, Lord. You know, there's nothing like just being totally honest, and I was in every one of these. Please come and be with me at this later time in the morning. Please answer me and please hear me and please come and be with me. Lord, it doesn't matter if I pray and read my confessions. It does matter that I spend time with you, just for you. Not to be taken into major revelations, not to get a sermon, not to show someone what I know. I just want to sit here with you and look in your eyes and listen to your voice and feel your presence. If you don't want to talk, then we can just sit here. I'm just wanting to be with you. Just knowing you are here and you love me and forgive me and protect me and you're teaching and training me and you're planning things for me. These are so comforting and peaceful. It allows me to just rest in you. And he said, Dear one, I have your past, present, and future in my hand. No need for you to worry. Just relax and turn loose of the reins. You have been one to want to have your, your say-so, to have your way. He's pretty honest, too. To be in some type of, or form of control. This is because of the insecurities about who you really are. You've been damaged along the road of life. You must get hold of the fact that since I am in you, you can do all things. That since I live in you, the greater than is here. I'm greater than anger greater than lack, greater than broken and torn relationships. I'm greater than depression and discouragement, greater than sickness and disease, greater than frustrations and circumstances of life. As you're greater than, I swallow up the lesser thans. So all the things that weigh you down today that sit on your shoulders as a heavy load, I am greater than. So just release the greater than to swallow up those things which pull at you, lay on you, push you down and take my joy. My joy is indestructible and ever refilled. Just open up the joy jar and have a large sip you need a large sip today. He said, your message last night was awesome and right on for this season. 
They will get it as soon as you get it more and more. It was my message, so quit feeling bad about it. It was what I wanted preached, and they, they will come to understand it. Relax, daughter. Everything you do and say does not have to be perfect. You don't always get a pat on the back from others, but you get one from me for obeying me. Let it go and live a little. Have another drink out of the joy jar. I love you. So back to the testimony. The scriptures, Revelation 19.10. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Does anybody really understand that? I remember Eric preaching on this one day, and it was really interesting. If we have a testimony of something that God did for us, then he will surely do it again for others. Testimonies prophesy God's intent and nature to all who will hear. So even if I use someone else's testimony, I can prophesy it to others. And if they get it, they can have the same testimony. When a testimony is given, it has prophetic power and supernatural release. Prophecy either foretells the future or causes a change in the present. A testimony is a catalyst to bring about a change in the atmosphere in the present. And this makes room for a supernatural release. In other words, there is prophetic power in a testimony. If you just receive whatever anyone says up here for yourself, you can have it if you keep believing it. It can be multiplied to anyone who hears and applies it. So one testimony could be responsible for supernatural release and they will have the same testimony. So last night as I was reading about testimony, God said, the reason I wanted you to write the book was to be a testimony for other people to read and they could have the same experience as you. Wow. Shauna knows what I'm talking about because she wrote a lot of my book. She typed it. That's what she typed it. Shelly typed it. Rachel. But now they, they've given it back to me and said, finish it. And I have procrastinated about it. I sit in my little chair and read. I love to read. So if nothing else, he got, he got to me that that book would be a testimony. And I always thought it was just so personal that I couldn't do it. I couldn't put it out there. But to think of it as a testimony, I can do that. What is so important about what she just said is the mentorship. It never failed. And no matter what, their love was unwavering. And when we go through those things, I'm like, we got a call today that was not a good call about a couple of my really good friends that their crown has been knocked off. And my heart cried out for them. My heart cried out for them a lot. And it's our job as mentors to fix that crown and to speak that love and that joy over them regardless of the situation, regardless of what other people who say that they're Christ-like is trying to knock that crown off doesn't matter you know your job you know your calling and that mentorship is so important um, those encounters are very real there were times 
um, I was trying to type her encounters and I couldn't even focus because then I needed to be with the Lord. And so I'm like, when you read those encounters, when she publishes that book, you better get your copy. You're going to want it. You're going to want it. There was times I sat on the couch and I would be like, David, I can't even focus. I, this word is in cursive and I'm not even reading cursive. Tell me what this word says. Like, I can't get it. But just those encounters and that trust that she had that I could go and type that word for her, that she knew I wouldn't share those encounters. It's not my job to share them. It's not my place. I didn't share them with him. I had him tell me what some words were. Uh, she didn't ask him to type it. <laughs> Holy Spirit helped me read that. Uh, you know, when someone, when someone puts that on you, you take that as a holy place, as a holy time. You take those encounters with God every moment and every chance you get and take that quiet time, but then come. I'm like, I'm thankful for Shelly and Eric. We've cried on their couch. We've sat at their table. Uh, it's important to have that. It's important to find those people that you can trust in your life and you can go to. I've had talks with my daughter on her bed. I've cried with her. I've laughed with her. She's stepping into a new role in life. Um, you know, I'm like, and she's she set herself up for what God has for her. She knows her worth. She knows her value. We've talked and we've teached all these years. You know, we've had people confirm what her job is as a Christian to set those goals above and beyond what anyone else. And so just make sure that you have that mentorship. So confession, she asked me earlier to prepare for tonight and I didn't because I was busy. So like 30 minutes ago, I was like, okay, Lord, <laughs> I was supposed to do this. And as I'm listening to all of these words coming forth, he brought back to mind the clip that you posted this morning of Stephen Furtick. Okay, so if you haven't seen it, you need to go to Tatum's timeline on Facebook and you need to watch it because it messed me up for like an hour this morning. And the whole clip was about excuses. So he was talking about Moses and how God said, Moses, go to Egypt. And Moses said, I can't. And here's all my excuses. Why? And God said, no, you don't understand. I'm sending you. And Moses said, that's great, but here's all my excuses why I can't go. At the end of the clip, Stephen says, here's the thing. If God is telling you to do something, it's because he's already put it in you to do it. If he's asking you to give something, it's because he's put it in you to give it. He's already given you what he's asking you to do. He's given you everything you need to do it. And how many times we make excuses? We can't, we don't have finances, we don't have time, we're too old, we're too young, we're hurting. The excuses go on and on and on and I'm just as guilty. That's why it messed me up for so long this morning. <laughs> but tonight, there's been this place of encounters and secret places and testimonies and where God places us and where God is placing you. He's already put inside of you everything you need to be there, to go there, to do that, to give that. And we're in a place now where it's time for no more excuses. It's time to just step with him. He's not asking you to do it alone. He's asking you to do it with him. He just needs you to step. Well, it's been sweet. Thank you guys for coming tonight. Thank you for lifting up Pastor Eric. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda and Linda. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, worship team. Let me pray over you. Father, I thank you for your encounters. Lord, no matter how detailed or 
how what might seem little, it can be the same impact upon us. Lord, help us this week to just have some quiet time where we're not asking you for anything. We're not seeking you for anything but just wanting to be in your presence. But just saying, I love you so much. I just, I just want to sit here with you. Even if you don't speak to me, which I believe he's probably always speaking. But Lord, I just thank you that you, you help us practice that so it becomes part of us. Lord, I thank you that we can be changed in a moment when we encounter your presence. I thank you for your anointing here tonight. I thank you for the power of testimony. And just as my mom was sharing her encounters, each of us went on that encounter. There was no way you couldn't just see everything. As you just would close your eyes and she'd say something, you, you, you were on it with her. And that's the power of testimony. Lord, I bless each one here tonight. I thank you for each of their families, children, grandchildren, spouses, extended families. I thank you, Father, that you are love. And I thank you that because you are love, we are love. And I thank you that we pour our love out to others everywhere we go this week. And as we pour out our love, we're pouring you out. And we're touching lives with your kindness and your goodness and your gentleness. Lord, I thank you, Father, for our nation. And just together tonight, we just speak peace. We speak peace over our nation tonight, right now, in Jesus' name. We speak peace to turmoil in the name of Jesus. Peace that passes all understanding. I thank you, Father, that you are at work in our nation. Even when we don't think we see it, you are working. And we just praise you and we glorify you and we love you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless you guys.